Bez Hashem, we continue the Shari Tshuva, Shari Gimel, Ois Kuflam Gimel, Shari number 263. We continue to discuss what we left off from yesterday, where a person who cohabits with an Ayved Avayt Zara, a lady who's an idol worshiper, a non-Jewish lady. So Rabbi Yoyne continues on that theme, and he says such a person will be punished in two ways. And this is all referring to if he doesn't do tshuva. And we also want to emphasize the, the seriousness of this by expressing what punishments will happen to this person. And one punishment he mentions over here is that his crops will cease to, to grow. In our language, in our generation, is another way of saying his parnas will go downhill fast. His parnas will go downhill fast. This man could be a millionaire, could be a billionaire, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, things go crazy, things go down, you know. I mean, who, who would have thought, and we're not getting into any politics, so who would have thought, you know, the, one of the biggest topics on news here is what? It's how much you're paying for gas these days. And that's what everybody's talking about. And of course, the connecting the dots, we all know why it's going, right? One never knows from day to day. And he says, this is a direct correlation connection to this person's Avera. Another punishment, he says, that even though even though we don't have Dalar Mises Bezdin, the Skila Seva Herring Chenek, but he was continuing with this previous theme where he's telling us that this person will be punished and he will he will be he will die. That's number one. Number two, that well, actually, uh, that was number two. Number three is that this person, an aspect of Kharis will take place here as well. An aspect of Kharis will happen. What's this aspect of Kharis? An aspect of Kharis is that if he has children, he won't see Nachas, Tamidei Chacham, coming from, from that person's, not, not from the non-Jewish lady, from that person's marriage from his children. This as Rabbi Yoyin explains, based on the Gemara and Sanhedrin, is is a is a type of a kares, a type of a kares. Now, once again, this is all if a person does not do tshuva. That's why we're learning about these topics over here. In Kuf Lamed Dalit, he says further. Now he discusses. Now he discusses punishments from Shemayim. Similar to those Mises Bezdin. And we have to understand why does sometimes Rahman tragedies come to the world? So Chazal tells us it's a mission in Perkyavis. In Perikeh. Sword comes to the world. I don't know if Chazal would be around today if they would say Cherev swords and guns. I don't know. Maybe. Cherev baliyaylam al inoy hadin al ivus hadin. Two reasons that the Mishnah says in Perkiyavus that swords mean swords doesn't mean that you can go buy a sword. It means swords mean death by swords. And the first reason the Mishnah says over there is because of delaying justice. In other words, you have a bezdin, you have a court. And they know what the, the 
maskana, what the conclusion of the case should be, and they don't act upon it properly. They delay the proper time period to to uh, give the, the psak halacha. That's number one. That is going to create a situation where death comes to the world, and he says over here, by sword. There's another problem here, that if you have a bezdin, that unfortunately they pervert the justice system. And they purposely absolve the guilty person and they condemn the innocent person. The person has to realize the severity of such an avera that's called Ivo Sadin, perverting the justice. And death by sword comes to the world because of this. The Mishnah says another point. Person who says against incorrectly. Again, against the Torah. He says things wrong. Wild animals come and they, they kill. We don't mean just mean that there are wild animals in the world. It means they, they, they harm. Because people make oaths in vain. Make a shua for no reason. In shav. What happens because of this? We have to realize there's a direct connection. Our actions, our actions, our actions have the ability to bring positive results or, or unfortunately negative results. And the last one the mission says over there is Achil Hashem. Achil Hashem, which we all know is desecrating Hashem's name. A friend of mine told me that he likes to live his life, that whatever he does, he can make it to the front page of the paper. And he won't be embarrassed. Usually speaking, the papers like to put the schmutz on the front page because they say, you know, people like to see the, the negative things about other people. That's that's what unfortunately is attractive. But basically what he's saying is that he won't make it to the front page because the schmutz, he won't have any schmutz in his life. So Hashem is also something that brings sorrows to the world. So a person wants to know, oh, there's sorrows going on in the world. Do we know there's sorrows going on? There's sorrows going on in the world. We all know this now. So what do we have to do? What's our responsibility? One of our responsibilities, besides the fact that there are campaigns to, to donate, to give money, literally, the pictures you see now are not in color because they took pictures from 1939 and they made them color. The pictures you see now of the Jews who need, who are refugees and need help, and they're sleeping on the floor or they're running away and they have no place to go, that's because these are pictures that are taking place right now. I'm not making an appeal, but I should make an appeal that, that uh, you reach out to these places, there are many, many of them, to make the donations and literally save lives, literally save lives. But besides for that, we have to realize our actions make a difference. Shmiris ha-mitzvahs. We have to mechazek shmiris ha-mitzvahs. What's the greatest way to mechazek shmiris ha-mitzvahs? Is Talmud Torah, is learning Torah. You know, I just came back from the Dershul Convention on Shabbos, and I told you it was unbelievable. And then we, we, we went past our five, approximately five minutes of our shi already, but I want to share with you something. We all know, Dafyami just finished. Thank you. 
that was Seder Moyed. Chagiga was Seder Moyed. And there are hundreds of thousands, I don't know exactly, I never took a poll, of people learning that family throughout the world. Whether you say it's it's a good way to learn, not a good way, I'm not getting into that. And we all know Rameo Shapiro was the founder of Dafyaimi. And many of us know this story. And I want to say uh, the story very quickly because, yes, he was the founder, but he wasn't the impetus. He came home one day as a little boy and he noticed his mother was crying. That's the way the story is set over. You saw that his mother, his, his mother was crying. He asked his mother, why is she crying? She said, because the Rebbe can't come to teach you. She hires somebody to come to pay you. And he can't come to, to teach you, to teach you Torah. So he said, what, you ran out of money? What happened? He says, no, no, I have the money. He just, he, he can't come for his own reasons, whatever. I have the money to pay him. So, you know, he's trying to comfort his mother. He said, okay, I'll learn tomorrow. I'll learn tomorrow. We'll get the Rebbe, I'll learn tomorrow. And she cried out and she screamed and she said, tomorrow, but today, today's learning. What's going to be with today's learning? And it made such an impression on him that you can't go one day without learning. And that's what motivated him. And he had a lot, a lot of people who said no. But that's what motivated him to start Daf Yaimi. Now, I came back from the Deirshah Convention, when people would just learn the daf, they take a test every 30 blot, every month, 30 blot. I personally, I'm telling you this, me, 10 years ago, 10 and a half years ago, I gave a test on Shas to someone in the airplane on the way to Israel. He took the test on Shas, by heart. Who, who gets the credit for all this? Rameo Shapiro's mother. His mother. I am making the appeal right now. Don't take out your checkbook because that's not the type of appeal. I'm talking to every single lady listening to this year. Politely, encouragingly, push your husband out of the house and go learn. Tell him to go learn. That's what we can do. Every single wife should encourage their husband to go learn out. Zoom if you can't, because if you're not in the same neighborhood, that's one thing. That's one thing. So go on Zoom. But if you're if in your same location, you get schar halicha. You know, the, the Magen of Ram says, the Magen of Ram says, if you have two shuls in town, which shul should you go to? You go to the further shul. You get schar halicha. Okay, there are other factors to get into to take into account. Which when you daven better, and we're not getting into all the details. Schar halicha. There's something to be said for putting yourself into the car. The maral says. The maral says. What's understanding is schar halicha? What's the greatest physical thing a person has in his life? Most of us, it's our house. I know some people they spend a lot on the car, but most of us, our house. Says the maral. When you leave your house and go to shul, go to Beit Medrash, go to learn, what are you doing? You're separating yourself from the physical and you're going to the spiritual. You're showing HaKadosh Baruch Hu and you're, you're directing your neshama in the direction that says, 
I'm here for the purpose of my neshama, like we just finished learning. Elokai neshama. We just learned right before this year. I tell people about about the Mishmurish year. One of the first words I get, is it on Zoom? So you know what I start telling people? No, it's not on Zoom. For them, it's not on Zoom. For you, it's on Zoom. If, if, if you could put yourself in the car, you pick yourself up and you go. I'm talking about the night year, by the way, also. I'm sure, in conclusion, and I didn't plan this, by the way, but in conclusion, I'm sure many of us my grandmother survived Baruch Hashem Auschwitz. She should live and be well. I'm sure many of us, my grandfather was a partisan fighter. My father's side. My wife's side, all of her grandparents were survivors. We, we all seen videos and heard this and think to ourselves, if we would have been there, we would have done anything we could do. So yes, make donations and save people's lives because Everyone is saying, whether it's Rav Herschel Schechter and Rav Yaakov Bender, and everybody, donate and save these people's lives. You know, somebody just said to me, he, 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 wants, to, he wants to donate uh, an English set of Mishnah Brewers, like, like the one you have. He wants to get the whole entire set. I was thinking of telling him, don't do that now. Donate your money to the... No matter, it's not happening right now anyway. You know. But you want to do something... The wives have to encourage their husbands. The young wives have young little children home. It's not easy when the husband goes out. And it's bedtime, and, 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 and they have to clean from supper, and you have to change the diapers, and whatever age the kids are. And yet, you know how many times you have to get the kids to say, it's time to go to sleep, brush your teeth, pajamas, get your clothing ready for tomorrow. So where's the husband? Oh, he went to go learn. He's saving lives. It's not easy. And then that's schar, and that's chos. We're doing something. We're doing the greatest thing every single day. Talmud Torah connected kulam. We say every single day. Talmud Torah connected kulam. The wives have to encourage the husbands because it all starts with the wives. And the husbands have to pick themselves up and go learn. And if you learn, learn more. And if you learn more, Learn more than that also and encourage us, the others to come. We should only hear with Suras Tavis and we should please take this message to heart. We can really do something and make the situation better in the world. Amen.